Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Kelly Vieira. This is a podcast for single moms created by a single mom to help single moms. This is our safe space to love, to connect, and grow together. Today we are lucky enough to have Amanda Dumas here. Amanda, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Amanda is not a single mom, but she is a very special mom that can raise our awareness and help us connect with other parents in her situation that can really help. So we'll just dive right in. Amanda, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Sure. Uh, I am uh, the parent of two um, two children. Uh, my 15-year-old uh, cisgendered header, uh, well, cisgendered young man who is uh, taking driver's ed and, um, you know, driving me crazy. And then <laughs> I have, uh, um, almost 12 year old transgender boy um, who uh, has um, really made our lives <laughs> different than we expected. He, he's very uh, energetic and, and very much uh, certain of who he is. So uh, yes, two very outgoing and um, exciting and fun children. Awesome. So how did this transgender thing start? How did you know your child was not comfortable with who they were? Yeah, so I, I don't think that it was that he was uncomfortable or with who they were. It was that we were telling him somebody, that he was somebody that we wanted him to be, that he wasn't, that he was just not comfortable with. I would say that it, as far back as I can remember, there were moments, you know, he never wanted to, there was the superficial things. He never wanted to play with the toys that we expected him to play with, um, was always more drawn to his big brother stuff. And so we thought, well, he looks up to his big brother, mm-hmm. um, didn't want to wear dresses and it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, but then, you know, was fighting us to even shop in the girls' sections and, um, he experienced a lot and, and I'm going to use pronouns that we use today, but at the time we used she, her pronouns when he was younger. Okay. Um, and you know, he just, um, asked to go by a nickname at the age around three, uh, by, um, our neighbor's kid, ha- his name was, um, Jack. And around the age of three, he asked to go by Jack, and we laughed it off. And like, he just wants to be like Jack, right? Yeah, yeah. We just like, no, no. But you know, around the age of four, he asked for a buzz cut, and we, I, now look back with shame and and realize just how damaging this could have been. But at the time, I showed him pictures of, um of celebrities of women who had shaved their head and I I would say look how ugly they are and now like like oh my gosh I can't believe I ever did that not only as like a feminist with like women look beautiful with short or long hair but but at the time I just the idea of him cutting his hair was terrifying because I knew what it meant I knew that he could pass with the way he dressed and the way if he cut his hair people would assume he's a boy and I knew that he would live that and I was terrified. So we pushed it off and pushed it off. And eventually around the age of five, that's what he asked for his birthday was a haircut. And we said, 
Okay. Okay. It grows back, um, but that was really it. Um, <clears throat> that was pretty much the so that was, So your family's reaction at first was like, okay, it's just like a, a phase or something. You just want to be like the neighbor. Maybe the neighbor was cool or, you know, because we all want to be like other people we like, right? So, yeah. So what was your family's reaction? Were they like... Well, I think we we kept it pretty small at first. We kept like we. I think our neighbors were able to see and were you know tepid in their questions to us. And you know we hung out with neighbors a lot and would sit with them. And they watched our child grow from the age of two until this point at age five. And they're like, hmm, "What's with the haircut?" And we're like, "Oh, you know, she just wants a haircut." You know, and we just kind of shrugged it off. Um, I was fairly certain, and we were getting ready for kindergarten. This is around March before kindergarten the next year. And I just, he had already started kind of telling friends that he was meeting, that he was a boy, still going by his birth name, but telling them that he was a boy. And um, I was convinced that it, that he was trans, and, and I was ready to, like, you know, make all the changes so that when he started school, he wouldn't have to deal with bullies. Oh. He would, just, he would just be who we wanted to be. My husband wasn't. So we went to counseling and we, it really helped us. We've been together for 24 years now, but at the time, um, eight, it was, you know, married 18 years or together, 18 years, something like that. And it was the hardest year of our marriage. Um, we were not on the same page. We really struggled with it. So we kept it really inside just our household. Right. Uh, counseling suggested we ask him for a nickname. And that okay. um, that was really a helpful thing, I think, for us as a family. Um, they, they thought maybe we closed the door when we laughed about changing the name to Jack or Zach or whatever it was. And, and so um, they said, you know, ask him for a nickname. So... We were on a soccer team at the time, and, and there was a little girl named Sharky. And so he said, I want to go by Sharky. And we're like, well, you can't because the other kid. <laughs> and, and, and then it was Monkey, and then it was, like, Mickey. And then all of a sudden one day um, I had just come home from a business trip and was sitting with him for dinner. And he said, you look really pretty, Mommy. And I said, well, thank you. I'm, I'm wearing makeup. And he goes, I don't like makeup. And I said, no, I know, I know you don't like makeup. I know. And, and he said, I don't, I don't like any of the things that you like. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, like heartbreaking. Okay. I think we like some things that we, you but, like, it's like, well, I don't know. Goes just randomly. He goes, what do you think of the name Michael? And I was like, oh, that's a nice name. And I'm, that's my ex-boyfriend's name. That oh, was my <laughs> You're like, really? Can we pick another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that's a nice name. And he goes, can that be my nickname? And I said, and he had been learning how to spell his name, and his, his birth name was um, all the same letters. Uh, oh, pretty okay. So I think he was comfortable and familiar with it. And so I said, sure, that can be your nickname. And he goes, my name's Michael! And that was it. And, like, that was it. And he used that name the minute he started school, <coughs> he started school, excuse me. So that's very interesting. How did you move forward from there? Once he like felt like, okay, I can be called Michael, you could identify with that being a boy and kind of having that nickname. What did you do that? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah, so we moved forward uh, really cautiously. Um, we met with the school administrators and we said, you know, we don't really know what we're doing. And uh, we talked to our doctor and our, we said, what do we do? And the doctor had no advice for us. I have to pause again. Okay, no problem. <coughs> oh, gosh. I remember where I'm at, though, so I'll keep going. Okay. Okay. I know everybody's coughing and stuff. My daughter had the flu last weekend, the weekend before. She's still hacking and stuffy and tissues are everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. So we talked to our doctor and the doctor was like, had nothing for us. Eventually, I started randomly calling, like, uh, Googling uh, PFLAG, or not PFLAG, but like LGBTQ assistance and and I found um, a group in our in our town that helps with teenaged youth in the LGBTQ community, and um, they suggested that I talk to PFLAG, which I had never heard of, but they ended up being a really wonderful resource for us. We made lots of friends that have kids just like ours, who knew doctors that we could work with, um, people in the uh, in the school um, school <coughs> in the in the school. Um, What's that called the school board or the the, oh, the okay. like the like the board of ed or something yeah, yeah that could help us with like changing names or systems and everything like that um we live in the south so we were just really careful along the way of who do we communicate with and 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 this was the bathroom bill in our state was happening at the same time so it was in the news a lot and it was just really stressful but we were really lucky to find a community and people who knew how to help us and how to direct us and our kid started school, had a wonderful teacher that really helped him express who he was. You know, he had had lots of disciplinary issues prior to this. Uh, he had lots of temper tantrums and that we now know were not temper tantrums. They were panic attacks. Um, and throughout this year, as we let him uh, and affirmed who he really was and stopped fighting with him over the things he could wear and the things he could play with and the name he was going by, all of a sudden he flourished and he really started behaving the way that he was wanting to, to behave. <coughs> so once he was able to be himself, he was able to just be himself without thinking yeah. about it. Just being yeah. yeah. And really um, that ended up being the way that our friends and family saw this out to be, you know, like, so when we, we didn't end up having a necessarily, coming out or communicate this. We didn't feel like it was anybody's business. Mm -hmm. but as we started making more and more, you know, the neighbors were clearly wondering what was going on. Eventually we're like, he's going by Michael now. And those who asked us questions respectfully, we answered. And those who didn't don't really have part of our lives anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This is still your child. It's your child. <laughs> As parents, you go with what you think is best for your child. Not everybody agrees with it. Not everybody, but I understand. Yeah, if you want to talk to me about it, you yeah. know, ask me. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Be open and honest, but don't be rude or disrespectful yeah. or judgmental. Because, yeah, you haven't walked in my shoes. So until you're there, you have no right to to go there. So what what does your life look like now? Because now, obviously, he's older. He's probably adjusted and yeah yeah i mean he's lived more than half his life as his authentic self at this point today life is just 
and I could never have saw this at the beginning. The The transition was so stressful. The affirming of who he was was so stressful. Telling people was so stressful. We never knew what we were walking into. I was always walking into appointments and doctor, doctor's appointments or, or school counselor meetings ready to fight. Aww. I was ready to battle for my kid at all times. Yeah. And what's good is almost all of those situations ended up being, I never had to get the claws out. They were always- okay. They were, they were always affirming and help and wonderful um, people for the most part. Um, today, he lives his life as a regular kid. He's in sixth grade, going to middle school, has a girlfriend. I don't think that's much, you know, they haven't held hands, you know, but right. like, yeah, they're, they're young. So yeah, he's living off authentically him, his own life. Most of his friends know because they knew him since preschool right so but they don't think of him as his pre-transition self they've known him the whole time they just think of him as michael and so he truly lives authentically as a regular kid and the the most of the problems that come up for kids are still problems that we have to experience Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes there's bullying and we'll address that uh, sometimes he is the bully and we'll address that, right. you know, like, you know, kids are kids. Um, but for the most part, he lives a really easy life or not, easy, but, you know, uh, right. as a, a normal kid. You know? yeah. But, yeah. Now, what did you learn as a mom from this? Because this is something we could all like learn from. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I learned so much through both of my kids about being true to yourself and just how authentic they are to, to, they know them. I want to be like them when I grow up. Like, that's awesome. I'm, I'm a 40 year old woman who looks at my kids and wonders what if I had been able to live authentically and, and instead of in our societal boundaries that we're put, you know, if, if my parents hadn't put me in, figure skating and dance and beauty pageants, would I have chosen hockey or or spelling bees or, you know, where would I be? What would, what would I be if I could have been authentically me? Right. Um, And I, I value that in both of their lives. They're both truly off the Christmas list that my oldest gave me this year for the types of clothes that he wants. Hey, like I like it blows my mind, but they are so authentically what he presents himself to be. Hey, you know, good for him. This is me. Yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah, we all need to be more like that. I I agree. We all need to be more like that. We're always trying to be in this box of what everybody tells us to be. And why? Why? You know, Mm -hmm. go once, live your life the way you want to. So I think one big thing that I think the moms could really get a lot out of is living authentically and how do we recognize the sign if we have a child going through this or we're in some kind of close situation we don't know like you said you were trying to you know put them in a dress and play with these and this is what we do how do we know the signs that we might be dealing with it well i mentioned a couple of things earlier um that were like the superficial things the things that kind of rang a bell in my head but really for me, it was his mental health. It was the temper tantrums. It was the fighting back about the things that he could control. It was 
it was it was constant battles, just constant battles in our house. Um, we had friends over at our house multiple times that had to leave because of us having arguments with our four-year-old and uh, and um i think a lot of it too is is don't shut down the questions from your kids and the questions that he would ask were always or not always but often (coughs) often um were deep concerning questions for a four-year-old okay Um, you know mommy what will my body look like when i'm when i'm older and i'd say well you you're gonna look like mommy you're gonna have a body like mommy during bath time you know i'm giving him a bath and he'll say what will my body look like when when will i have my penis he's like waiting for it to yeah so and and i'm like you're gonna look like mommy's body you're gonna have a body like mommy's well, I don't want that. How do I, I don't want that. And so there was panic moments in those times where, um, I could see him feel like his skin was crawling. Like he would just like pick at his body in ways he would want to change it. And he thought that if he picked at it, he could change it. Um, but like none of this is, um, None of this is, is none of the things that we've done as parents and in, in allowing our child to be authentic. I, I want to be clear is surgical. Like he's he's an 11 year old kid who, um, you know, there's lots of news right now that says, you know, we're this is child abuse. He's not having any medical surgeries. He's not experiencing any anything that's right. going to hinder him forever. He um we had a plan. We've been meeting with his therapist, counselors, and um, doctors for years over how will we move through life and adolescence and puberty. Um, And we have a plan with our our doctors on that. And it's at risk. Those plans are at risk because of some of the the, the politics right now surrounding, depending on which state you live in, on whether or not we'll be able to follow that plan. And if we don't, I think his mental health is going to be really oh. at risk, and it's oh. scary. It's really scary. That's okay. the, that's the hardest part of. So that's what you, that's what you're dealing with now—the growing up part and what what's next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, um, you're in an organization now. Tell us about that. If we have something that we need some help with this, how do we get help and how do we get support? Because I'm sure you felt alone, like nobody else has been dealing yeah. with this. And, you know, people might think we're, my family's nuts, but we're yeah. not. There's other people out there that need this. And how yes. can you get help? Yeah, I highly recommend reaching out to PFLAG. PFLAG is an acronym or an older acronym that stands for uh, Parents, Family, Friends of Lesbian and Gays. That acronym isn't used at anymore, but PFLAG National is a great organization, and PFLAG has chapters all over the country. I, I'm involved with PFLAG Charlotte in North Carolina, and when we got involved, the president at the time called me because she got my name through the timeout youth here in Charlotte. That's a youth group for teens. And she said, tell me about your story. And I told her a lot of what I've told you, but it was in the heat of it. Right. So it was very dramatic. It felt so lonely and it felt I was crying and I was just like, I don't know what to do. How do I help my child? Right. I'm freaking out. 
Um, and she said, oh my gosh, your story sounds like so many of ours. And like, I was almost offended because I was unique. Our family was unique. We right. were alone. Nobody's here. We feel so alone. Right. There's so many others. There's so many others. And PFLAG is a wonderful community that has helped us so much. And they're all over the country. Um, so highly recommend getting okay. them. Okay. And this kid has friends that are just like him. That's great. That's big. That's really big. That's great. And this is called PFLAG? Yes. Okay. Awesome. We'll put that in the comments and stuff. So anybody that needs help can reach out. Amanda, is there any other advice you would like to give to our single moms? Um, I, I just, if you're experiencing a child who is, is gender creative and you wonder if this is a phase and you want it to go away, let it be a phase, support your child through it. And if it is a phase, they will get through it quicker. If you fight them on it, that phase, our kids are stubborn and that phase will last a lot longer. But if it's not a phase, they know you will accept them and love them no matter what. And and then you'll get to be part of their lives through it all. And that's so important, right? We want to connect with our kids, yes. We want to thank you for tuning in today. Every Thursday, there'll be new episodes, so definitely check back. In the meantime, feel free to follow us on Facebook at My Happy Place and Instagram at My Happy Place for Life. That was with the number four. Remember, you're smart, you're beautiful, and you got this. See you soon.